Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Kaboom! Tapes and scowls. Both of them. We put in the tape and we frown a lot. That's right. That's what we do here. That's right. It's so much to be sad about here. That's right. We're still on VHS technology. That's why I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we're really like, you're a pro at fixing the tracking. I am. Like, I've never seen anybody just get it right so quick. You just got to get in there with yep. a little, little thingy. You stick your little thingy in the hole and just whoop, whoop, and tracking's yes. fixed. Yeah, even your sound effects are old. Like, that's Atari Pac-Man noises. Yeah, whoop. The worst Pac-Man, too. Never play that one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But what are we talking about? This is a movie podcast. Yeah, get these video games out of here. The dang video games. Would you like to go first, or would you like for me to go first? I'll go first. All righty, then. 2021. Okay. That's not this year. No. No. Certainly not. I watched Fear Street 1994. Also not this year. This is, yeah, no, this is an R.L. Stinn that's right. Arlston. Arlston. I watched this on October 13th of 2021. Also not this year. It is one hour and 47 minutes long. It is horror movie directed by Lee Janiak, starring Kiana Madeira. Madeira? Madeira? Kiana, how you doing? Maya Hawke and Olivia Scott Welsh. All good names. Yeah. IMDb movie summary from imdb.com. After a series of brutal slayings, a teen and her friends take on an evil force that's plagued their town for centuries. Okay. Is this based on a specific book? I don't know if it's based on a... I think it is. I don't know if it's one book, though, or several in the Fear Street series. So if you're not familiar, Fear Street was R.L. Stein's like, teen offering, like, harder teen... like, Like, not early age like tween or earlier like goosebumps was this is much more like there's kids making out and there's a lot more brutal deaths that are linked to real world things not werewolves and mummies and skeletons and things like that and ventriloquist dummies correct slappy so this one is part one of three it's also called fear street part one and it's a trilogy obviously and it follows this witch character so the first one takes place in the 90s the second one takes place in the 70s and the third one takes place in the 1600s whoa going backwards yeah or maybe 1700, something like that. It's quite a long time, but it's this town through time, essentially. And the tie together is the end of this first movie. So it's pretty interesting how they've decided to lay it all out. That is kind of cool. Yeah, pretty neat. So this one has that same feel I described with Freaky, where it's like slightly too polished. Okay. So it just has like, this, it's like, it's just like, this, I don't know how to explain it, but this very hyper clean look. Right. Like everything's very pretty. The lighting's like pristine. Everything's nice and sharp and just kind of lovely to look at, but it doesn't quite feel, doesn't do this movie justice being set in the 90s. Sure. This movie also does a nice job of not constantly making references to things in the 90s. Like they're talk about Gak. Yeah, they're just like not throwing out references at each other like, yo man, look at that kid skip it. Like it's just, they just are like, there's t-shirts and there's music and there's posters and like, you know, it's casual. Like this is all, same as, as if you were living your life, you're talking about your life. You're not just like talking about like, hey, did you see the new commercial for, you know what I mean? Whatever new thing that came out in the 90s. Shiny new thing. Shiny new 90s thing. Well, Whoa, it is a skip it. It is. I want to see a horror movie with a murder involving a skip it. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, honestly, let's like 
everybody who had to skip it, when I said skip it, cringed and felt the pain in their ankle yeah. from whacking themselves with that damn skip it. Got to alternate your ankle skips. Oh my God, it was so bad. And the very best thing of all, there's a counter on this ball. There was. It was a catchy song. That's how I it never worked. went beyond three. I can tell you that. You didn't cheat? No. <laughs> no. Put it on your arm. Just no, I got mad and threw it because my ankle hurt so badly. Well, did it skip? No. No. It no, just, just hit the funk. dirt. Yeah. Mm. Hit the dirt. The main character is really interesting. Again, we have a like a character that's a homosexual character. Okay. But I think it fits really well. They don't go over the top. It's just she has a love interest that she's on the outs with who moved away from town, and there's like this distance between them. It could totally fit as a heterosexual relationship. They decided to do it as a homosexual relationship. I think it works really well. Cool. It adds depth to the character. It kind of like lets her be distanced a little bit more from most of the like most of the teens in there. So it kind of lets them be isolated without too much of an excuse. Works really well. I think it. Uh, I think this is like well placed and well done. Like it doesn't feel heavy handed or just in there for lip service, which is worse. I think when you're trying way to, worse. It just feels like you're trying to steal that group's money or something. You know what I mean? Or be like, we totally get it, right? Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. Don't do that. So it worked pretty well, I think, overall. The pacing's pretty good. The concept's pretty cool. There's like these, this, they find out like the killer can't really be killed. Okay. Like they can attack it and they can do things to it and it'll just kind of like stop it momentarily because there's this like curse through town, essentially through time, hence the travel backwards and the later parts. Hmm. So it's pretty neat. It's like, oh shit, like we can't stop this. Like we can't kill these things. We have to stop them and figure out how. Hmm. So it like directly head on, like they successfully like, cool, we dismembered that thing. And it's just like, oh damn, that doesn't work. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like an interesting way to make it feel very like threatening. Very high stakes. Yeah, exactly. Quick. Yeah, pretty neat. That's probably the most interesting part. A lot of pieces do tend to feel a little bit bland. Like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen this gag before. I've seen this setup before. Right. So it's like, it's cool and interesting. And there are some parts that really impressed me. Overall, not like, again, we're not breaking new ground here. We're just kind of like carefully treading on the same ground, but it feels fresh because we've treaded carefully. Right. So they did a nice job. I think they were pretty successful with it. IMDb gives this a 6.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 108 of them, went back and reviewed this to 83%. Audience, 1,000 plus verified watchers. Oh, man. 62%. Okay. So I think the the critics, there's a little bit more going on. There's a little bit more depth to the story and things like that than the general audience would pick up on. Like, oh, I didn't kill enough people in this one, I think is their general gripe. I'm coming in a little bit above them, a little bit above IMDb, but not quite as high as the critics as a 6.5 out of 10. All right. So it sounds like it's a fun watch. It is. It is. I'm hoping that the other two, we started the second one, the 70s one, wasn't quite as compelling as the 90s one, but I'm hoping it picks up. We're still pretty early in it. So I'm hoping to come back and report that all of them are solid. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. Oh, man, I hope so. Well... Speaking of salad, I got a salad movie from salad salad movie. It's about salad from 1985, and it is Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh hell yeah! (laughs) A cooler wheelchair you will not find. (laughs) No, how does that ever happen? I watched this on the 27th of January. It's an hour 35. It is a horror movie Mm. directed by Daniel Atias. Sure. Adios. Whatever. Hi, Daniel. Hey, brother. Starring Gary Busey, Corey Haim, and Everett McGill. Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Pre-crazy, I think. Uh, 
I think Gary Busey was just always crazy. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor, poor guy. He's so with it in this movie, though. Nice. So yeah. I haven't seen this in years. IMDb Movie Summary. In a small town, brutal killings start to plague the close-knit community. Marty Coslow. Coslow? Coslow? Coslow. Marty Coleslaw, I told you it was salad, a paraplegic boy, <laughs> is convinced the murders are the doings of a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. Yep. Paraplegic boy named Marty Coleslaw is... It's not good. Damn near perfect. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm stealing that name. <laughs> and, I will tell, and I will tell you why when we're done. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> First bullet point, I think this is pretty crazy, Gary Buse. <laughs> this is my first bullet point. Um, uh, Silver Bullet is also the name of the wheelchair that Gary Busey, who's the uncle of this child, uh, makes him. It's basically like a, a motorbike kind of thing with a steel frame around it, and yeah. he put flames on it. Like, it's perfect. It's way cool. Um, if I had to have a wheelchair, it'd be this wheelchair. Oh, absolutely. Corey Haim does a pretty good job of portraying a paraplegic kid. Like he, he does. There's, he's up in trees and stuff. He's doing things he absolutely should not be doing as yeah. a paraplegic boy. But he convinced me that his, you know, his legs didn't work and whatnot. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of by the numbers, the flow. It just, it just does what you expect. It's just like, oh, we're going from A to B to C to D. Hey, look, it's over. Yeah. It's kind of how I felt about it. Agreed. Uh, the horror effects are pretty good, but they're just seldomly used. It's just a lot of, meh. They kind of lead with the werewolves very quick into the movie, and they're just yeah. like, all right, werewolves. Yeah, so it's a werewolf, shows up in the town, starts murdering people, and they're like, it can't be something like that. It's it's something going on. And like everybody gets way unruly, and it, it's a little bit of like, can we control the mob kind of stuff that that's, that's being built up. But right. it's like, all right, there's probably a werewolf. Okay, we know there's a werewolf pretty early. Yep. Like, wonder who it is. Probably this guy. And then they reveal, yeah, it's yep. this guy, like, almost right away. And yep. I'm like, all right, well, that's not so compelling. Right. It's like, all right, now they're going to interact with that guy, like, a lot. <laughs> and he's just going to be like, I'm not a werewolf. <laughs> Can't be that guy. He said he's not one. He said he's not. But I shot the werewolf in the eye, and he has an eye patch. Like, it's so bad. Uh-huh. Honestly, it's it's not that great. It's not that great, but you, the movie has this distinct ability to make you want to like it, despite yeah. how not great it is. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't enjoy the Stephen King movies. I feel they, they kind of had, like, especially the early ones. Yeah. Like, now we're getting a couple good ones here and there, but, like, some of those are just like, oh, man, the book's so good, and this is so not. Yep. Uh, I feel like this is one of <laughs> it those. It started off strong, right? We had, like, Carrie, and it's just like, holy shit, these Stephen King books are going to be gangbusters. Yep. And then there was a couple hits in there and a whole lot of misses. Yeah. Did Cujo do good? Cujo did well. Yeah, I thought Cujo did okay. Yeah. But, yeah, there's just, I think they just did too many. They pumped them out. They pumped like, them out too quickly and didn't take time. There were some that, like, they did well. Like misery's really good. Sure, there's a few. And they, there's I think like thinner didn't do very good. No, thinner was bad. And they yeah. did Christine. I enjoy, but I I will admit it's not a perfect film. But sure. man, it's a good John Carpenter movie. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna spend too much more time on this. It's pretty you know, paint by numbers kind of movie. Agreed. So IMDb gives it a 6.4 Rotten Tomato critics, 45% out of 20 critics. Hmm. Surprised 20 people went back. <laughs> That's right completionists the audience over rotten tomatoes gave it 56 percent. that's ten thousand plus they're verified human beings ten thousand people ten thousand verified humans not replicants not werewolves human beings no no the werewolves are not verified no they haven't verified this werewolf (laughs) they don't like this movie either though no ah he let himself lose his eye that's right the fool yep uh beaten by a paraplegic boy named marty coleslaw marty coleslaw (sighs) 
I gave it a 5.5. The wife gave it a 6. It's a serviceable movie. You could certainly watch it. You can. You're allowed to. I wouldn't say you need to. No, I don't think you need to. <laughs> I'm writing down Marty Coleslaw. Marty Coleslaw. So, I got a movie. Do it's also a horror movie, Ooh. but it's a contemporary one. It's from right. 2021. Ooh. It is Halloween Kills. Oh, hey, there's one of those again. Yeah, there is. You can't go away. <laughs> They won't go away. Can't stop, won't stop. No, I watched this on <laughs> October 23rd of 2021. It is one hour, 46 minutes. It is, as mentioned previously, a horror slasher film directed by David Gordon Green, okay. starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Anthony Michael Hall, and James Jude Courtney. Your IMDb movie summary Surviving victims of Michael Myers form a mob and vow to end his reign of terror after they discover that he's still alive. Well, no shit, he's still alive. Yeah, he's it was always. not. It was not hidden in the first Halloween reboot that he is still alive. It was in fact made very public that he is very much still alive to the point that podcasters went to go check out this very much still well known to be alive Michael Myers. So yeah, no, I don't. This, I mean, the, come on, IMDb, step it up. I don't like it. I don't like it either. So my thoughts on this movie. Oh, where to start? So I'm going to start by saying that I think the original Halloween 2 okay. is not good. Okay. I think that it is, while a reasonably made horror film, I think it commits one of the biggest mistakes that a horror film has ever committed, and that is making Jamie Lee Curtis Michael Myers' sister, because now you've made Michael Myers have a purpose and a reason, and he is far less scary than just being a killer of anyone who crosses his path. Way less frightening. So it seems to me like David Gordon Green agrees with me and was just like, I am going to make this as fucking esoteric and weird as possible. Okay. The problem is he's making a Halloween film. So he can't really, he's swinging very hard in the direction of wanting to take the idea of Michael Myers and make him truly like a frightening concept. To the point where there's a lot of kind of misses in this movie, Michael Myers is seemingly indestructible all of a sudden in this film. In the previous Halloween remake, he definitely has the ability to be hurt and harmed, just like he had been in the original Carpenter film. Right. Now, in this one, he manages to take down an entire, entire fleet of firefighters. And at the end of the movie, he is beaten, stabbed, and shot several times and manages to get up and dispatch a large mob of at least two dozen people. It's like, okay, so, all right, so that's a big problem. There's also a big problem where there's like this B-plot of this character. Everybody's afraid they're in the hospital hiding because they don't know what to do, so they're all like panicked in the hospital, and they think Michael Myers is in the hospital, but it's a different person who escaped from the bus from the mental institution where Michael Myers is being kept. That's how he escapes in the Halloween thing. But it is like the strangest choice for a mental patient in that it is like a short, fat man, and they're all like, it's Michael Myers! And it's just like... It's the penguin, maybe, but it's not Michael Myers. It's like the strangest, like, like mistaken identity of all time. It's so weird that they think this is Michael Myers, and it's like the least threatening dude. He looks like Toodles from Hook. And it's like, how do you think this dude is Michael Myers at all? And like, the cons, in my opinion, I think his idea is to be that Michael Myers becomes the concept of fear. So the town, in order to answer the idea of fear, turned to, and we've been discussing this on the podcast, hinting at it here and here, and I know it's very topical right now, turning fear into hate. 
Right. And the mistake they the mistake the town makes is it turns its its fear instead of trying to overcome its fear, it just turns its fear into raw hatred. And I think that's the point David Gordon Green's trying to make in this movie mm-hmm. is that you can't use hate to overcome fear. Hate's no better than fear, right. and hate will put you in a worse place than fear, and it always kind of leads back to you being afraid still. So I think that's the point of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've I've dove pretty deep. Sam will agree. I've dove pretty deep to dig this up, but I think the movie is service. It is not stellar, but I think it is more successful than it is a failure. I think you can go in and watch it and be like, there were some cool kills. It was scary at times. Anthony Michael Hall sure is old these days. So it's pretty good. That's what I got for you. It also suffers from what I referred to in the last episode as the Iron Man 2 syndrome. Sure. As this movie's trying very hard to be a springboard for three and set that up more than it is trying to make a movie itself. I never understood the springboard concept. It feels like they just didn't want to try as hard in this one. And I agree with you. It's like... Unless the movie's from beginning we know that it's a three-part thing and yeah that's fine but but in which case you can edit it a little better to make cool parts in there and not just make two like a complete just like here is all of the all the little like uh exposition sure. that you need to go over in order to get to three here's the big setup it's like that doesn't quite work for me it didn't work i don't think it's worked ever and doesn't work here <laughs> but it's still again serviceable you'll i enjoyed it more than i enjoy the original halloween too Okay, that's not nothing. No. So IMDb gives this a 5.6 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 258, give it 40%. Audience, 2,500 plus verified actual watchers of this movie gave this 66%. That's what I was thinking. It would be in the 60s. And I am coming in just under them, just above IMDb at a 6 out of 10. Okay. you'll. I think you'll dig it. It's not a bad movie to watch, but I think you're going to leave yourself going, why did a lot of this happen? What I have just explained to you is the best I got. That stinks. That stinks because it's like there's so many sixes out there. You know, Mm -hmm. when you look at movies, like, well, I could just watch this instead. Right. Falls in that realm of like, not bad, but forgettable. Right. Like, are you more inclined to watch that or Silver Bullet just because there's this weird wheelchair to look at? And a character named Marty Coleslaw. Marty Coleslaw. (laughs) Pet detective. Um, (laughs) Well, I got a movie to close this out. Please. And uh, it falls under my wrestler rule. Okay. It's from 2021. Mm. It's Rumble. 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 Is this a CG movie? It is. Okay, you watch that. Yay, Sam, you're with me. I see. I saw approximately three and a half minutes of this film. Good. That that's good. I know the basic premise. Yes, I watched this on the twenty eighth of January. It's an hour forty four. I had never heard of this prior. Right. And I was like, Rumble. I was like, Is this a WWE movie? I was like, Oh, this can't be good. And I was like, Well, there's actually wrestlers that do voices in this. I'll do it. Animation comedy family directed by Hamish Grieve. Hmm. Grievey. One of the two. My handwriting is quite awful. Starring Geraldine Viswanathan. Oh, whew. what a name. Yeah. Uh, Will Arnett and Terry Crews, amongst many, many others. Amongst wrestlers. Amongst some, yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch is a voice and Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. Roman Reigns is a character that just makes noises and growls. and So is, basically the same as the character. Just like him, okay. yeah. Just drippy. And, you yep, know. yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> 
Your summary. In a world where monster wrestling is a global sport and monsters are superstar athletes, teenage Winnie seeks to follow in her father's footsteps by coaching a lovable underdog monster into a champion. Yeah. It's got your basic, you know, rocky elements thrown in uh, for children, which I am totally fine with. Yeah. Uh, My bullet points, interesting kids movie that has uh, seedy bars and scary monsters in it. So it's like not quite 80s level scary, but like I like the nod. It's like, you might not pick up that that woman is totally scummy, but I wouldn't cross her either. She'll kill you. It's like they're implied. That's cool. Which is fun. Uh, There's a potential plot point that they choose not to do, and I absolutely love it. Hmm. They keep talking about her father, who was the coach of the last champion, and they both went missing in the sea. And, like, they just – they they put so many things there to make you think somebody did it. They put so many things there, and they just don't acknowledge it. They don't actually pull the trigger on it. I was half expecting them to show up. They don't show up. Huh. And I was like – I like that they're probably actually just dead. That just something happened and they're gone. Because there, there's a lot of that in real life. Where right. It's just, like, where it's is just this like, person? This is actually just a tragedy that molds this kid and this monster. I like it. I loved it. I was like, if they come back at the end, I'm this pissed. movie's bullshit. Yeah. I was like, because I watched it with the wife. I was like, if they come back. Yeah. She's like, you're pointing at the wall. I said, if they come back, <laughs> you're scaring the dog. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not that serious. We shouldn't drink and watch kids' movies. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's very interesting themes like town pride and, and camaraderie and just I was just n- very surprised by what this movie actually is. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns are voices briefly in this. It's Kaiju for kids. Yeah. Uh, kid you. It's kid you. <laughs> I kid you not. Kid you not. Marty Cole Sloth. <laughs> there's your episode title. There it is. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. Um, it's a good gateway to like Godzilla movies. Wait, what is this? These guys review movies. The title of this one is Kid You Not Marty if, Coleslaw? If anybody found us and just looked at our titles, they would be like, what is this? I make the titles as absurd as humanly possible. It's very fun. Uh, I love it when there's like three or four things that are like, I'm like, oh man, which one do I How pick? do I do this? And sometimes I pick the one that's not as good just to see if somebody gets mad. Like sometimes Jared will be like, why didn't you call it this? I'm like, ah. Missed opportunity. Ah. Anyways, uh, the movie's pretty fun. I thought it was really cool. Nice. Just a really big kind of idea for a kid's movie. I like it. And uh, the monster fights are cool. The underdog character is pretty cool. He's kind of shitty and sucky. And he has this whole arc. He doesn't want to train. He kind of, he, he had potential. He's kind of wasting it. And, oh, interesting. You know, we try to get there by the end. Is there my favorite wrestling thing? Unnecessarily an ill-timed showboating? Uh, no. Oh, darn. No, there's not too much showboating. I love unnecessary and poor-timed showboating. Now, I feel like everybody that showboated actually got their shit in. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Wow. But yeah, I was surprised at what this is, especially it being a WWE produced thing. Most yeah. of their stuff is not super great. Right. So unless Scooby Doo's involved, it's not so good. <laughs> there you go. So IMDb gave it a 5.9. Hmm. Rotten Tomato Critics, 14 of them. Okay. Give it 43%. They're not having it. They're not They're not interested. The audience, 100 plus verified. Ooh. 53%. Okay. I gave it a six. Okay. The wife gave it a six and a half. She just. She was in. She's all in. She's just, for the past few movies, been like, I like this more than you. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a couple coming up. I'm like, what? Because I always. <laughs> That's I make, my favorite is when there's this huge yeah. valley between you guys' scores. It's just like, Ooh. There's one we did, and I was like, I thought I was going to love it, and she was going to hate it, and it's the exact opposite. Ooh, that's exciting. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Sam, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. up. What would you give it off the top of your head? 
Seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I think it's good. I think it's definitely something if you want something different for your kids. Some Paramount Plus, I think. Sounds right. So your kids are already watching it. So there you go. They already watched it. They already watched it with their good friend Marty Coleslaw. Marty Coleslaw. Let's get ready to Coleslaw. Hey.